When we think about the environmental movement today, we might have preconceived notions it's about saving whales, or protecting spotted owls, or cleaning up polluted rivers. What we don't expect to think about? Thomas Jefferson, the Constitution, fairness. But according to Robert F. Kennedy Jr., that's precisely where the conversation needs to go to have a sustainable future on the planet. We met with the longtime environmental attorney and president of Waterkeeper Alliance at the organization's annual meeting in Boulder, Colorado, to talk about the environment, democracy, and why the two are indivisible. The best measure of how a democracy functions is how it distributes the goods of the land, how it distributes the commons, those assets, the air, the water, the wildlife, the fisheries, the public lands, the aquifers, the, the beaches, the short lines, the rivers, those assets that cannot be reduced to private property ownership, but by their nature are owned by the whole community. And the function of the government is to allocate, to make sure that, that everybody gets to use those resources. Nobody can use more than their share Nobody can privatize those resources and turn them into private profit. Everybody, whether you're black or white, rich or poor, humble or noble, everybody should be able to go down to their local river, pull out a fish, and bring it home and feed it to their family. And the big battle that you see in a democracy is the our efforts by powerful private entities within a society to privatize the public trust, to steal the air by polluting it, to steal the water and fisheries by dumping their waste into the, our rivers and streams. And, um, and what a democracy, one of the principal functions of democracy is to make sure that those assets stay in the hands of all of the public. And today, as you see huge concentrations of and aggregations in the, uh, in the energy sector and the agricultural sector, which are the biggest polluting sectors, and in pharmaceutical, of course, um, you also see those same aggregations of power occurring in our political system. You know, one of the reasons Thomas Jefferson was fixated on, on keeping America an agricultural economy is because he thought that the only way to preserve democracy is if you had tens of thousands of, of yeoman farmers, each with a stake in our political process, who were also the backbone of the economy, that, uh, that you would have a democracy that was fully functioning. In other words, he felt that we had to create a middle class at the, uh, at the, the major uh, producers in the society had to be spread, had to be diverse, and they had to be spread across a, a large and pluralistic base. And, you know, democracy and human rights and civil rights and all the values that we cherish as a nation and that, that are embodied in our Constitution um, are tied up in the way that we allocate the resources of the environment. Has the environmental justice movement always been important to Waterkeeper Alliance? Uh, from the beginning. In fact, my first case for the Hudson River Keeper was a case in which the, uh, the co-plaintiff was the NAACP, and it was a, it was a case involving the construction of a highway, the proposed construction of a highway on the Hudson River that would have uh, been on pilings out of the river and then it would come, it would have come to shore in a uh, community in Austin, New York, that was one of the oldest black communities north of the Mason-Dixon line. It was a really an extraordinary community and a cohesive community, but it was picked to come ashore there because these were people who didn't have the political power. 
and you know, throughout my career as an environmental attorney, I've found that story again and again. Four out of every five toxic waste dumps in America is in a black neighborhood. You know, where does the landfill go, and where does the the um, and where does the the sewage treatment plant go, and where do we put these obnoxious facilities? Well, the the fact is that we're putting them in the poorest neighborhoods, and we're putting them in the the neighborhoods where people have no political power. What do you view right now as the major upcoming issues as far as the alliance is concerned and just at water in general? Well, the, the primary issue is always intertwined with the way we use energy. Um, you know, we, we find a, the agriculture and energy are, are two kind of big issues. Um, and the agriculture, we target primarily the, um, the uh industrialization of agriculture and factory farming and meat. And then on the energy side, we target carbon. What we do essentially is we try to force the carbon incumbents to internalize the cost of their energy production, much of which lands in the water, whether it's mercury or acid rain or, or, uh, or the other or carbon it's going to impact the waterways. It's going to aggravate global warming. It's going to aggravate the acidification of the ocean, the acidification of lakes and high-altitude forests, um, and, of course, mercury contamination. Uh, according to the National Academy of Sciences, there's now dangerous levels of mercury in every freshwater fish in America. We know about the mercury contamination in the saltwater species, but we're living in a science fiction nightmare today where my children and the children of most Americans can now no longer engage in the seminal, primal activity of American youth, which is to go fishing with their father and mother in the local fishing hole and then come home and safely eat the fish. So it's been a, you know, a continuing theme of... Um, you know, of my career, and it's it's been one of the kind of founding tenets of Waterkeeper Alliance that um, protecting the environment is about protecting democracy and about protecting notions of justice and fairness and equality and human rights and civil rights, and all, all those things are wrapped up into one package. We've been speaking with Robert F. Kennedy Jr., environmental attorney and president of Waterkeeper Alliance. To learn more about Waterkeeper Alliance, visit waterkeeper.org. To hear upcoming interviews with Waterkeeper members, visit our website at h2oradio.org.